the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Now, it is in seeing all this, dear ones, it is in seeing all this that we have to find ourselves asking the question, what parts of my life come into regular and repeated contact with this world and as a result of this are in need of regular and repeated washing? What parts of my life, what parts, what, 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 what areas of my life come into repeated contact with the world and the things of this world? And because of that, they're going to be in need of washing on a regular, repeated, consistent basis. Dear ones, the areas of our lives that I would like to suggest to all, to all of you that need washing include such areas as, number one, my feet. My feet need washing because my feet have the ability to take me into defiling places and defiling situations. It's my feet that take me there. My feet are the ones that push the gas pedal. Push the, you're only praying with me. Push the brake pedal. My feet are the ones. But not just my feet need to, need to be washed, but, but also my hands. Because my hands touch and handle, take up and participate with defiling things. Lord have mercy. So my hands need to be washed. Now I've got my feet. Now I've got my hands. But what other areas? Well, what about, what about my mouth? Because my mouth can utter and speak and repeat defiling words and defiling statements. So now my mouth, I've got to, I've, I, I, I'm saying things, I'm speaking things, I'm uttering things that are causing defilement in my life. But then also, dear ones, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to consider my ears also. Because my ears have the capacity to hear defiling things and receive defiling things. And take in defiling things. Lord have mercy. But then I've also got to go. I've got to go a little bit farther with that. Because now I've got to consider 
my mind. Because my mind can think about, ponder over, and focus upon defiling things. Lord have mercy. So my mind now, I've got to consider my mind. It's defiled. It's thinking on things. It's lingering where longer than it needs to on certain subjects. It's, it's, It's pondering over things that should have been left alone a long time ago. The Holy Ghost has told you to move down the road, but no, you want to hang out for a while. You want to think about it. You want to just kind of kick it around for a little bit. And and, and so, 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 my mind, I've got to consider. But then also, dear ones, I've got to also consider my heart. Because my heart can produce within me emotions that can lead to defilement. Emotions like jealousy or lust or envy or pride or selfishness. And I can just keep going down the list. All these things produce defilement within me. But then lastly, I've got to also consider my conscience. Because my conscience, because of its repeated involvement with these defiling things, my conscience can become desensitized to these things and non-functioning because of it. So my conscience needs washing. My heart needs washing. My ears need washing. My eyes need washing. My hands need washing. My feet need washing. My mind needs washing. And so the Lord here is establishing for us the principle that because of the lengthy and extensive list of areas that we all have, all of us have it, not just certain of us. It's not just those of us that are shaking our heads. Yes, no, all of us have it. We all have lengthy and extensive areas of need for washing. And because of their repeated, consistent, regular involvement and interaction with those things that can cause them to become defiled, the need for us to be seeking for and asking the Lord for regular, repeated, and recurring washing and cleansing from our defilement is something that every true follower of the Lord Jesus should be doing on a regular basis. Many times, dear ones, we're asking the Lord for revival. Lord, send revival, send revival. What we should be asking is, Lord, send cleansing. Lord, send washing. Wash me. Because my conscience needs washing. My mind needs washing. My heart needs washing. My thoughts need washing. Lord, wash me. I don't, reviving me won't do the trick because all you're going to do is revive a defiled person. I need you to wash me. Lord have mercy. And so the ongoing and consistent prayer, the ongoing and consistent prayer of our lives should be reminiscent and reflective of what the psalmist says in Psalm 51. Notice what he says in Psalm 51, that the first few verses, he says Psalm 51. Notice what the psalmist says there, dear ones. Lord have mercy. The psalmist says, have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Here we go. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That should be our prayer. That should be our regular request before the Lord. Wash me thoroughly, not just partially, thoroughly. Not, not, not just a little bit. I don't need a little dab. I need a total bath. I need you to wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and to ask the Lord to cleanse me from my sin. 
And so, dear ones, that's the second thing. But thirdly, thirdly, back in John, thirdly, I want for us to take note of the agent that is used to accomplish our washing. Now, it's not brought out in the text, dear ones, but it is brought out in, in, a, in a subtle way. Because notice what the Lord says in ver- chap- John, the 15th chapter. John, the 15th chapter, notice what the Lord says in verse 3. He says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now, the connection to what the Lord is saying here in John, the 15th chapter to what he is saying in John, the 13th chapter is at least twofold. One thing, dear ones, is that the conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples that actually starts in John, the 13th chapter, verse six, because there you see the scripture says, then Jesus comes to Simon Peter and Peter saith unto him, Lord, do you wash my feet? That's the beginning of this conversation. This conversation that the Lord now begins to have with his disciples It goes all the way down to John, the 17th chapter and continues on to John, the 17th chapter, all the way down, dear ones, to verse 26. So the conversation starts in John 13, 6 and continues on into John 17, verse 26. And so all of it is connected. And so what the Lord is saying in John, the 15th chapter is in the same conversation, He's still talking in the same conversation. He hasn't changed subject matter. He's still dealing with the same issues. The other thing, dear ones, is the word clean that Jesus used in John, the 15th chapter is it comes from the same Greek word that is used twice in John 13. And so it's the same word. Jesus is talking about the same thing. And so the Lord establishes for for us that the agent that is to be used to accomplish the washing of our lives is none other than the word of God. The word of God is what washes our lives. It is the word of God that accomplishes the washing. That is the agent that the Holy Spirit uses to wash us. Now, now we know this also, dear ones, because of what we're told in John, the third chapter. Let's look at John, the third chapter real quickly. One more time. John, the third chapter, starting at verse three, says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, dear ones, the water that the Lord is making reference to here is the word of God. And so the two entities that are needed in order to produce new life within someone is the word of God and the spirit of God. Those are the two things that are needed in order to produce new life. You need the word of God and you need the spirit of God. And so, dear ones, the word of God is the active agent that is used to accomplish the washing of our lives. So the word of God is the active agent that is used, as I said, to accomplish the washing that needs to be done in our lives. And just as a practical point of application concerning this point that I'm talking about here, dear ones, Whenever there is a rise in defilement, 
within the life of the follower of the Lord Jesus, there will also be in that person's life a decreasing and diminishing involvement that they have with the word of God. I want you to pay attention to what I just said. Whenever there is a rise in the defilement within the life of the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're a follower of Jesus, but there is an increase in the defilement, whether it's in your mind, in your thoughts, in your words, your actions, whatever. You're just beginning to live a more defiled life. You're involving yourself in more sinful practices. Whenever there is a rise in that area, there will be a corresponding decrease in your involvement and your interactions with the Word of God. Because the Word of God is what is used to cleanse you. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Now, notice I said, I said a decreasing and diminishing involvement with the Word of God. I did not say a decreasing and diminishing exposure to the Word of God. Notice the difference. I said a decreasing and diminishing involvement with the word of God, not a decreasing and diminishing exposure to the word of God, because you can be exposed to something, but still not be involved with the thing that you're exposed to. We have made the mistake of thinking that exposure equals involvement. No, I can be exposed to something and have no part of it. Right now, I am exposed to that bread and, the, and that juice in the, in the communion things. I'm exposed to it because it's right there. I'm exposed to it. But I have no involvement with it. I'm not participating with it. And so you have people that are exposed to the word of God. Yes, they go to church. Yes, they come. They hear the preacher. Yes, they go to the Bible studies. They're exposed to the word of God, but they have no involvement with the word of God. They do not allow the word of God to get in and begin to take root and take effect in their lives. Lord have mercy. And so you can have a person who is completely defiled sitting comfortably in church. Because you are exposed to the word of God. But you are not allowing involvement with the word of God to take place. 
Lord have mercy. That's why the Lord says, that's why he says, when judgment starts, it has to start in my house. Judgment begins in the house of God. Because I got a lot of people that are there who are exposed to my word, but they are not involved with my word. This is also, dear ones, why James says we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because if you are a hearer of the word, you are exposed to it, but not a doer of the word. You are involved with it. The only person you're deceiving is yourself. The only person who is being deceived is you. The Lord says, you ain't fooling me. And the reality is you ain't fooling nobody else. Because they see your life is not reflecting your involvement with the word of God. Y'all ain't praying with me today. Your life is not reflective. Your words do not reflect any involvement with the word of God. Your attitudes do not reflect any involvement with the word of God. Your conduct does not reflect any involvement with the word of God. The, 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 the way you respect, the way you react to things does not reflect any involvement with the word of God. So the only person being deceived is you. Thinking that exposure equals involvement. But fourthly, fourthly, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We want to take note of the primary person who is responsible for accomplishing our washing. And there was the primary person that is responsible for that is the Holy Spirit. But notice what we're told in the book of Titus. Let's all turn to Titus real quickly. Titus, the uh, third chapter. Titus, the third chapter. Notice what Paul says to Titus there, that third chapter, in starting at verse 3. Paul says there, he says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward men appeared, here we go, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And so it is the Holy Spirit he is the primary person who accomplishes for us the washing of our lives. And the reason why the Holy Spirit is the one who accomplishes this act in our lives for us, dear ones, is given to us in two statements that are, con- that are made concerning the Holy Ghost. Because in Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 26 to 27, we're told that the Holy Spirit is the one who assists us in our efforts to pray because he is the one who searches our hearts. So in Romans, the eighth chapter, we're told that the Holy Spirit assists us with groanings which cannot be uttered because he searches our hearts. And then also, dear ones, in 1 Corinthians, the the second chapter, we are told that the Holy Spirit is the one who searches all things. And so it is because the Holy Spirit is the one who searches our hearts and he also is the one who searches all things. He also is the one who knows the places in our lives that are in need of washing and cleansing because of defilement. The Holy Ghost knows where you need to be washed. Now you could ask us where we need to be washed and we could suggest certain areas, but the Holy Ghost knows exactly where you need washing, where you need cleansing, and where the defilement really is. 
This is why when you get to this book of Psalms, that 139th Psalm, where the psalmist says, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Notice that the psalmist is asking for the Lord to search him. And he's not relying upon his own ability to search himself. Because if the psalmist were to rely upon his own ability like us to search ourselves, dear ones, there would be areas either that we would mistakenly miss or intentionally skip. Lord have mercy. If we were to search and say, Lord, I'll search me. You ain't got to do it. I'll search myself. There are some areas that you would mistakenly miss. I I just missed that. I didn't see that. Or you would intentionally skip over. We ain't got to deal with all that. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Let's go. You skip over it. And so the the psalmist is wise enough and, and honest enough to say, Lord, I can't search myself. You can't trust me to search me. I can't be trusted to search myself. So, Lord, if I'm going to be right in your sight, if I'm going to be pleasing in your sight, then I'm going to need your assistance and I'm going to ask you to search me because I need a cleansing and a washing that I cannot accomplish on my own. And so, and so, dear ones, again, just as, just as a corresponding point of application, I'm just, I'm just giving these as a corresponding point of application as we go along. Dear ones, when there is a rise in the level of defilement within the life of the follower of Jesus Christ, there will also be a corresponding rise in the level of that person's resistance to either yielding to, listening to, or submitting to the work of the Holy Spirit. When there is a rise in the level of defilement within my life, there is also a corresponding rise in my reluctance and resistance to yielding to, to listening to or submitting to the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. I just don't want to hear that. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to submit to that. That's where you get into the area where where, where the the follower of the Lord Jesus, you are beginning to either quench the spirit or grieve the spirit. You're quenching him. You'd say, I don't want to hear that. I want, I, I just, you're just ignoring what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. And you are grieving him because you are going on and continuing on in something that he is asking you to stop and, and turn away from. And so, and so dear ones, there is a, when there is a corresponding rise in defilement, there will be a corresponding resistance that is exhibited and expressed concerning the work of the Holy Spirit in that person's life. And then lastly, last thing I want to talk about is I want to I want for us to take note of the primary place where our washing is to occur. Back in John, the 13th chapter, I want to first take note of the primary place where our washing is to happen. Now, notice I said it is the primary place. It is the primary place, but it should not be the only place where our washing happens. It is the primary place of washing. But it should not be the only place of washing. Now, dear ones, this point is brought out to us in the fact that in John, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 10, we see the Lord Jesus washing each individual's disciples' feet, but we see him washing their feet in a corporate setting. We see them washing, Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, but he's washing their feet in a corporate setting. In other words, Jesus is not, he does not call each disciple out. He says, Peter or or John, come outside 
and let, let's talk for a minute. And then he goes outside and washes John's feet. Then they come back in. He says, Matthew, I need to talk with you. And then he takes Matthew outside and washes Matthew's feet. And then he brings Matthew back in. He says, he says, John, you come outside now. I need to come. And so he, he's not taking them out to a separate place to wash their feet. Jesus is washing each person's feet individually, but he is doing it while they are all gathered together. And so, dear ones, the primary place where our washing is to occur is during those times where we are all assembled together in order to hear both the proclamation and the instruction of the Word of God. Church. Because you have the living Word of God washing the people's feet in a corporate setting. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.